What's up, guys? We're back once again. We're the High Street Freaks. I'm back here with Ryan, uh, Big Ten Ryan, and DJ. Um, and you know, I, I'm, I'm Kevin Harris. So we are, we're your posters, your your dedicated posters. We know you go to us for all the posts, and apparently for our voices too. So we're here to here to break down another. Um, you know, it's kind of one of those like copy paste Buckeye blowouts at this point. Uh, this one just happened to be a change of scenery a little bit. East Lansing we got bored a little bit, so we had to go up to to the the state up north, Junior, and um, and be and be Sparty. Had, had to head on the road. Take a little yeah. On the home turf, had to had to get in the lamb for a little bit and hide out. Uh, right, uh, right. So that, I mean, that was we 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 hung out for a bit in the. Uh, um, I watched the game live with those of you who tuned in, but um, I mean, it, it was just, I mean, it, it, I, I dipped out like about halftime, but at that point the game was like well over, you know, like it, yeah, it, I mean, we, we were telling stories about times we had like scared women by watching football too aggressively <laughs> and their quarter started. So and like that, that's just what it was, you know, like that, that's what the game was, you know, I, I, I can't, that might've been. I don't know. It's it's tough to like quantify the most dominating games so far, but like that was definitely up there. Um, it was just like there's really like it's hard to even break those games down. I, I think like the the biggest thing we're going to touch on this week is we're going to kind of take like a macro look over the whole um, ha- first half of the season because I mean Bucks are six zero, right? Like I think my biggest takeaway from this week was Ohio State's the best team in the country, right? Like at least right now, like they're they're the best team in the country, right? Has to be, DJ. Yeah, I I like hating on them. I I never I never want them to ascend to number one until literally the last poll of the season, ideally. But I, I it's Alabama's not looking number one. Georgia hasn't looked number one. So I mean, if you're going by resumes at this point, who has it better? Right. And like I think each of them can make their arguments for why they haven't looked the way they want to. Like you know, if you're Alabama, you could say they've been banged up and X, Y, and Z, and like. That, Everybody's been banged up, though. Everyone's you know? banged up. That's what I mean. But I mean, I, I guess I would say this. Not that we're getting into it's not, not an Alabama podcast. <laughs> I do think that, that that final box score is a little bit deceiving. Uh, and that and Alabama game, they had like four turnovers. They had, they had a minus three turnover margin against Texas A&M. Yeah. Also had two missed field goals. But that game could have been a lot bigger blowout, but it wasn't. And they didn't pull away. And they haven't pulled away much lately. They didn't pull away from Auburn the last season. They didn't pull away from Texas. They didn't pull away from AM. Like they're not well, putting away mediocre teams. And that's that's like, that's what separates us. Right. That's the thing is like they haven't earned the benefit of the doubt this season in my mind. Like the only reason in my mind that Ohio or that Georgia and Alabama are above Ohio State right now is based on expectations and like the brand, the name brand of that team. Yeah, like if you're just going Yeah. If you're just going by what you've seen this season, there is like I don't even know if you'd have Alabama be ahead of Michigan, you know, like quite honestly, like the way that they're, they're stumbling. And that's not saying that I think that Alabama is like less talented than Michigan or anything like that. But like, I don't know. I, I guess it's just to be clear, like the AP poll doesn't matter at all. And so it's fine. But like, there's no reason at all why Georgia or Alabama should be getting first place votes over Ohio State. Like there's just not like, if you've actually watched the games, like there, there's just no reason. Yeah. Uh, also, speaking of the AP poll, I had a very funny interaction with my uh, with my aunt this weekend. My aunt's like not really a big college football fan, but that's always me the and best. My uncle are. Yeah, but she'll she'll text both of us after like because he always works on Saturdays, and she knows I'm watching the games all weekend. So she'll always text like on a Sunday morning or whatever, like uh, 
why is Ohio State ranked third? Like, why are they? Why are the Buckeyes still <laughs> behind right now? And I'm like, uh, we're working on it. <laughs> we're getting, it's always so worry. good. That's how I knew we had. That's that was the test I had uh, when I was in the daily content game with Eleven Warriors. If my mom said something to me about an issue about the Buckeyes, that's how I knew it, it had truly been a transcend. Something transcendent was on hand. <laughs> yeah. People love those eight people rankings, but even you can look at like. I mean, just week to week, obviously, it's it's kind of it started out as like everyone was on Georgia as number one, and it's kind of slowly trickling down a little bit. Those that, that trickle down economy is finally working for our Buckeyes. We're picking up some steam at the eight people. Well, it, it it was really funny though. Like I, I think Tony uh, Gerdeman hit it on Twitter after Georgia was number one again. He's like, ah, the AP poll voters have already forgotten why they ranked Georgia number two last week. You know, like why Georgia slid last week. You know, it's I don't know. It's just it's it's a fickle beast, but also it's not like they're just they're both like super 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 arrogantly um, like stoic on their beliefs and also just like completely forget about actual results. It's just really funny, but like thank God that that isn't what decides the playoff and also that there's a playoff because it does not matter at all if Ohio State's one or four at this point. Like I yeah. I'd be fine yeah. if Ohio State was three playing number two. Well, I do think it's going to be. One of those years where the top there's going to be three top teams, and then I think the four you know the number one seed could end up mattering in a so, way. So I've, I've thought this through a lot of times, a lot of times, and I think Ohio State is going to get shafted no matter what because yeah. Georgia and Alabama are going to play each other in the SEC title game, and the committee is not going to put a rematch in the first round. They're just not going well, to. Well, here's the hope. The hope is that I mean Alabama has a pretty tricky schedule these next several yeah. weeks. You hope you hope that Tennessee can knock them off, or that like one of these teams, both of them play Tennessee. Right. I know uh, one of them gets knocked off. Yeah, one of them gets knocked off. Bama plays Mississippi State still. They go to LSU and Ole Miss. Like. I think they are going to be the favorite in every single one of those like remaining. But they could get knocked games. off. But they're not good enough to say they're guaranteed going to win one, right? Exactly. Right. And like Georgia, I think Georgia still like Kentucky just took a terrible loss this weekend, but they still have Kentucky in the schedule. They got Tennessee. They go to Mississippi State. Like both of these teams have played shitty enough to be able to. My, my yeah. Opinion. Yeah. So there, there's there's a chance that we're not sitting at that scenario, but like that's my 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 fear is that it gets to the point where Georgia and Alabama are playing in the SEC title game and Ohio State's number one or it's number one versus number two. And you know damn well that they're not going to give them that rematch, even if Ohio State earns that number one or something like that. You know, like, I, I just, well, I could, I don't know. I, I could just could easily see. the other way, really quick. Could it swing the other way, though, where, like, you almost want Clemson to be undefeated, too. So you have, like, you know what I mean? Like, if whoever loses this title game can't get back in because they're eliminated. Like, it could, That'd know, be funny. <laughs> That'd be funny. Yeah. I mean, I'm I, I get my hopes up. I don't know. I, I, it's also so early. I love doing this shit. Like, I, I you guys, way too early. Oh yeah, I'm already gaming out scenarios. Like, I don't know. You gotta, you gotta hope. Like, you gotta hope Kansas State picks up a loss this week <laughs> to get too strong for Oklahoma State down the stretch. Like, <laughs> I get so obsessed with this shit. No, yeah, I don't because at the end of the day, it's like, it's like you know, obsessing and like trying to game out the Supreme Court rulings. Like at the end of the day, these are just grizzled old perverts who are going to get together, eat a bunch of just, you know, processed food. You know, it smells crazy in there. And they're going to shit out some arbitrary rankings that have nothing. It's the same way with Game of Thrones. You know, these nerds would get on the Game of Thrones subreddit and post like, 
doctorate thesis on these episodes, <laughs> and then the producers just say, "Ah, oh, no, nah, Brain's the king now. Sorry about you. We're out of yeah. here." Like, <laughs> you know? that's a perfect analogy. Well, there, there's the one. There's the one clip too where they said, "I forget what it was," but uh, not to get into Game of Thrones talk. Like Benioff and Weiss were talking, and they were like. Yeah, Daenerys' character kind of forgot about that. <laughs> and I was always like, oh, that's so... It just means they forgot about that happening in the show. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, man. That's uh, so good. No, look, I mean, yeah, we're playing as well as anyone in America. I think we're playing better than anybody in America right now. Like, yeah. If you're... I, I think if you're going off resume, we all deserve to be number one, but who cares about resume six weeks into the season? Like, it's a little bit early for all that, too. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. If you're going off resume, the number one team in America is Clemson. They have two top 25 wins. Uh, maybe three now, but yeah, I mean, like they're they're playing well. Like, uh, I don't know, but you, I mean, no one thinks Clemson's the best team in America, right? Like, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think I think that's that's all it, all it is is like we're six weeks into the season. Are you happy with what you've seen from this Ohio State team? Like, have they proven what they've needed to prove in your mind? Are you confident going forward? Like, what what's your take halfway through the regular season? DJ, you can start. My, I mean, I'm not surprised that we're undefeated and stuff, but I am surprised that we have kind of stamped ourselves as, like, the legit number one this early already. I didn't really think that would—I really didn't think that was going to come into focus until, like, later in the season. You know, when we beat when we beat Penn State at Penn State, when we beat Michigan, well, I, I thought Michigan was going to be a lot better entering this season, and apparently they're bummy too. So we'll see. But yeah, I thought yeah. Iowa was going to be a ranked win too, and that certainly hasn't happened. Yet. Yeah, you know, I mean, and, but, that, but that's 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 the other downside is that we haven't our schedule is ass. Anybody's you know right to rip on. I'm not sure Desmond Howard is the right guy to make that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but but games creeping back up. They are. They are. They yeah. finally got themselves a quarterback. But that and, uh, you know, Chop has just become a number one, too, so early in the season. Definitely, I mean, I, I respected him. I definitely didn't think he was a bum or anything. But I was legit worried about running back health and that. I mean, even though running back health has come into play, as long as we've got, you know, Chopper Henderson, then we're good to go there, I feel like. Yeah, my, my biggest thing is, like, I'm very happy with what's happened. And also still have, I still have some questions I want to see answered. I still have some improvements I'm looking to see. Like, I think if you had to point at weaknesses in this team, uh, it's the corner play, right? And the corners haven't been terrible. I'm not one of those guys who said, you know, like needs to put Denzel Burke in a pine box or whatever. But like, they have lost on a lot of 50-50 balls so far this season. And that's concerning. Like, I, I will say, I think we've probably already played the best receiver on our schedule. Like, Jaden Reed this past week is probably the single best player uh, at receiver on Ohio State's schedule. I mean, I, I don't think I miss anybody. I can think of the top mm -hmm. of my head. Like, uh, Parker Washington, when he's healthy at Penn State, is pretty goddamn good, but he hasn't done a ton this year, as I recall it. Um, he's, what does he have this year? I'm pulling up their stats. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's their lead. And Michigan doesn't throw the ball. Right. Hey, Ronnie Bell sucks. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't respect him at all. I, I actually got a, a pretty funny text from uh, uh, Thick Stauskas, Dan, our, one of our, our good pals on Twitter, is a huge Michigan fan, uh, getting mad at me for ripping on Michigan's receivers. He's like, dude, your perception's just warped by being an Ohio State fan. Like, we have actually good receivers for Tony. <laughs> 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 He's like, they're just not, like, we don't have pros. And I'm like, well, I mean, who cares? That's What's the difference? Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, we'll get into that in a little bit. I promise we're going to talk about the receivers, but like, 
you're absolutely right. It's like you look around the country and you're like, ah, this guy's a bum. It's like, well, yeah, that's probably a thousand yard receiver. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the thing. It's like there, there are like two or three guys on here who who have a real chance to play in the NFL and are playing well this season at receiver on the schedule, and they probably just face the best one in Jane Reed, and like. We weren't worried at all. He had a good game. Like he went four catches, sixty-seven yards, and a touchdown. Yeah. But like I was ever. That was a nice touchdown. That was a nice touchdown. I knew Peyton Reed was going to beat us, though, right? Right. And, well, and, I, you know, I knew Peyton Thorne wasn't going to beat us. Exactly. <laughs> but like neither is Stetson Bennett, if you ask me. But then he beat Bama last year. So what do I know? But like, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I guess just looking around at these other teams, what I'm trying to say here is, I'm concerned about our corners. I have some questions I want answered there specifically but the safeties have been excellent and there are a couple guys deep they have some depth there now with cam martinez and josh proctor showing something the linebackers have been outstanding i thought and they've also really cut down on cody simon's reps which is huge for a guy like me uh the defensive line's been fucking unreal i don't know if you guys saw dan hope's article about this but uh michael hall uh mike hall had two and a half sacks on seven defensive snaps he played seven <laughs> snaps and had two and a half sacks that's, that's what's awesome to me is like like it's the pitch count thing, which I think is what's happening with like these injuries and stuff. Yeah, I think it's more some a pitch count than than anything else. Some of it, I'm sure, some of it is a problem. But like, I I, I think a lot of these guys are just like, ah, oh, you're a little banged up. We'll hold you off because you don't need to. And that's what's hilarious is if you put these guys in to just give them like get their feet wet in the game, and like on seven snaps he's getting two and a half. Like that's insane. You know, like yeah. And and you you saw you see that with like. I don't know, some of the receivers and stuff like that, like in such limited, like limited targets and stuff like that. I don't know. It's those just are, insane. It's insane how good everybody is. Those are Pokemon numbers, bro. Like yeah. that's like the beast Pokemon. You know what I mean? Like, you're like oh, hell, like I got to go to war. Like, let me go get my call. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's crazy. You just keep him in reserve until you need it. I mean, he's unreal. He's He's definitely... I, I I tweeted this as a joke, but like I was like uh, Aaron Donald's looking at him coming to the NFL, like uh, like Bill Russell looked at Kareem. He's like, I gotta get out of here before my call gets here. Right. Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> it's a joke, but also like, is it? Mike Hall's a freak. I mean, he is like, but it's so funny too, because like, didn't Tyreek Williams just do this shit last year? Jared, where'd he go? <laughs> like, yeah. Right? Tyreek Williams on a milk carton somewhere in the United States. <laughs> 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 well, hey, he, he, yeah. yeah, like. The whole the whole thing has looked amazing. I guess it's one we're talking about injuries here. Are you guys at all concerned? Like, this has been brought up by a lot of people in the fan base. What if JSN doesn't come back? Right? Like, what? Like, what if they are real injuries and we're just not going to see these guys for a little bit? Does that worry you? No. No. I mean, no. It worries me a lot less than it would have before the season. Yeah, for sure. I right. You know, right now, Ohio. It's Ohio State, baby. Next man up, like if JSN for whatever reason, if he doesn't come back, if he wants to shut it down, like you know, go make his money, uh, whatever, man. Next man, like we can beat, we can play with anybody. Like that's the sport. People go down all the time, and I'd much rather if if he doesn't want to be here, then you know, whatever. Yeah, and go I don't out, think win the game. Like, I, no, I don't, I don't think so either. Yeah, but yeah, that, that's my take too. Is like I, from what we've seen, like it's hilarious. But Ohio State doesn't need him. Like they don't. Like what what defense is gonna stop this? Like and, and it's to the point that's like even if Ohio State played a team with a good defense, I don't think there's a team on the schedule that has or in the nation that has the com a combination of a good defense and a good enough offense. Like 
that that's going to matter. You know, like I think the only teams that at this point are really like threatening to Ohio state are the ones that can like a score with them. Like maybe your Tennessee's or you, your USC's or something like that. Like a shootout is really a shootout plus some turnovers is like the only way that I see somebody competing with Ohio state at this point. And so like, to me, that doesn't like, it doesn't really matter. Like we're not going to need JSN to like do anything. It's going to be fun. Cause I do think he's yeah. going to come back and it's going to be hilarious that like, the best by far offense in college football just gets the best player in America back on the roster. Like that's going to be hilarious, but like, right. they don't need him. Yeah. But the issue for this team definitely isn't like, Oh, we can't get separation with the receivers. Like I'm not yeah. worried about <laughs> I, I, I guess if you tell me like, Hey, you play Alabama and they're scheming up uh, Will Anderson to get against the Juan Jones on a lot of reps. And like, you only have three seconds to the football then I'd like JSN to be on the slot to get open a little quicker. Yeah, yeah sure. A hundred percent. But like, I mean, shit, but like, at that point, it, I don't know. Is, like, is Bryce 5'11 ass going to beat us? Right. I, better that's, ex- that's exactly what it is. It's like, it's like, look at Bama's receivers. Like, it, does Bama's offense give you any, like any indication that they can go score for score with Ohio State? No, 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 no not at all. So I, it, like, I, I'm with you guys. I am very confident at this point. I've seen kind of what I need to see. Even the corners, like, I think, like, going into the season, I, I probably said this on this podcast a few times, Ohio State's defense didn't need to be great. You know, like, from what from what Ryan Day and, like, Jim Knowles were saying before the season, they're like, oh, we need a top 10 defense. It's like, brother, I'd be fine with top 50. Top 50 is fine. With, with this, with this deep, or with this offense? Well, they were at top 50 last year on, on the math, but I know what you mean. Yeah, but, I, yeah, that, that's fair. I, 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 want them, <laughs> I want them to be, like, an, uh, yeah, spiritually they were bad. Um, but <laughs> I want them to be, I want them to be average, you know, like a, a, above average is fine. You don't need to be top 10. Like it's, it's not a big deal. And they've been that. like, even if the corners are shaky, even if they're not, um, you know, doing what you'd really expect or what you hoped of like Cameron Brown or Denzel Burke would be kind of like lockdown. Like that's what I expected. I wasn't worried about the corners at all, but even if they are as shaky as they've been, even if they're this, the rest of the season, and through the college football playoff, I think it's fine. So, like, yeah. it's fine to have those concerns, but, like, it, it, the worst that they have played, I think this team can win a national title. Yeah, have to agree. Um, man, I'm trying to think what I'm even worried about at this point. I don't know. Like, I, I think the one thing that's really unlocked over the defense, by the way, it's been a huge, like, help and pressure rate, is putting Zach Harrison in defensive tackle. Like, it rules. Yeah, I, I I hate to uh you know beat my chest to the whole I was right thing this early, but I have a call for that. Do you? Seasons now. No, I'd love to do it. I'd love to do it. <laughs> I just gotta say I hate it. <laughs> but no, uh, it's been great seeing him move there, man. He fucking rules. He got that bad hands to face penalty on on Saturday, but like he's been excellent uh, at defensive tackle. I want to see him keep playing there. Getting him, Sawyer, JT, and Mike Hall on the field at the same time is unstoppable. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. It, it, you like, could not ask for anything better. But I think, like, so probably the biggest, like, standout for me, we talked about the receivers a little bit. It's been Marvin Harrison Jr., right? And, like, yeah. we, 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 we've... The second best receiver on the team, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, Emiko Buka, for sure. But, like, I think, I think on, from Saturday's game, he has at least shut me up a little bit. I, I'm still not ready to. I th- still think it's hilarious that he's route man Marv, and most of his stuff is just freak athleticism. That's like, before... funny. That's why it's funny, dude. It's not that he's a bad receiver. I've never no, seen no, a no, bad no. receiver. Not at it's all. It's just really funny they call him route man Marv, and all of his catches are 50 50 Ma Saints with no separation. 
That guy can't get open on anybody. You can put like DJ on him. Like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> but I, I, mean, I, I, I think <laughs> Marvin Harrison Senior. I just want to point out, I did not make that joke. That was not me. I was not me. I, I think on Saturday, I was just super impressed because up until to this point, um, a lot of his his receptions have been like super long kind of like Burnham receptions. Like he just beats the guy downfield and he was looking like a possession guy this past, this past weekend, like with a lot of those contested throws going up and getting jump balls and like just showing good hands. And I, I was, I thought that was nice. Um, just a little versatility in his game. And it's cool to see. Um, I just, he's kind of like the highlight of it, but just collectively this unit look like super good in, uh, yeah. in JSN's absence. I'm I'm happy we have him and Emeka for one more year together because they are fucking. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like they're they're probably the best wide receiver duo in the country right now, and they the rules dictate that they have to play with college students for another year. Yeah. So um, I don't even know who else we'd say is number two. Like I, like Tennessee's guys, they've had Brew McCoy play really well with Cedric Tillman. Um, and besides that, like USC's had Jordan Addison and kind of a rotating cast at number two. Like. Fuck, we've been, I mean, it's by far the best two in America as far as I'm concerned. Like, I don't think it's even competitive. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think if I forget anybody, but I don't think I am. I mean, like, there's been a few outstanding guys elsewhere, but no one, like, no duo that's doing this anywhere. Right. Um, the, the, I saw um, Tony Gerdeman tweeted, uh, Marvin Harrison's leading the nation this year with nine touchdown receptions. Emeka Abuka is tied for 10th with six. And Julian Fleming is tied for 19th with five. Fleming is also tied for fourth nationally with 1.25 per game because he missed the first two games. So, like, you've essentially got, like, three top ten receivers in terms of touchdowns right here. And the best wide receiver in that room has been injured for pretty much the entire season. I guess. Like, like that's just insane. You like, it, it then just goes to show, like, you can talk about I don't know. Like I, I was at least kind of worried when it happened about JSN's injury against Notre Dame, but I'm not at all now. Like what? I don't know. How do you guard that? Yeah, it, it's just fine. It's I just would say fine. Money good over here. I ain't worry about shit. Uh, let these other buck broke ass teams worry about their wide receivers. We're not. <laughs> I also, I also like this one. Gerd tweeted this one too. Ohio State leads the nation in pass efficiency, and Tennessee is second. But the gap between Ohio State and Tennessee is larger than the gap between Tennessee and the tenth ranked team, which is wait. What is is that a is pass efficiency like a, a made up uh, ESPN stat? What's what is the definition of pass efficiency? You know, <laughs> not that I don't expect to have the I'm, I'm 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 pretty I'm pretty sure that's that's one of those like made up metricy stats that you can't actually like. Yeah, it's like measure. A... They're they're not going to reveal their formula. I but... fucking hate that. That's why I love Bill Connolly. He puts his all his formula. He just tells you what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the downside of that now, he's complained about this. That basically, he used to measure SP plus against like the spread in Vegas, but uh, Vegas now adjusts for his. They like do his numbers ahead of at least in the lines. So like, that's amazing. Have his formula, yeah, yeah. So he's like, we never, we can never like uh, beat, beat Vegas much again. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Also, I was looking up, uh, looking up the stats by the way for receivers in the country. Uh, Ohio State, obviously, I, I'd say I mean, the Power Five definitely has the best duo with Emeka and uh, and Harrison. Uh, I didn't realize this, and uh, shame on our G5 wizard, Patrick, for not telling us this. Uh, UTSA currently has three receivers in the top 15 receiving yardage in the country. Oh, they're fun. They're fun as hell. Yeah. That team is fun as hell. 
they are really good. Zakari Franklin, uh, Decorian Clark, and Joshua Cephas all have over 540 yards uh, so far this season. Yeah, that's awesome. Dog. Yeah. Um, so. But what were, how, how did we get here? What were we talking about? Just JSN? We were just talking, we're talking about the offense. <laughs> just talking about the offense in general. I think we started off talking about Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's, it's, funny, it's funny that we're sitting here and, like, you can debate whether Marvin Harrison Jr. or Emeka Abuka are better because, like, it's it's, it's almost like the the Jalen Waddle Waddle Devonte Smith conversation from a couple, from Alabama like a couple years ago. It's like I don't know. They're they're just different guys, and it's yeah. it's great to have them both on our team instead of somebody else watching them. So, um, 100%. But yeah, I, I think one other year too. I think I get right. the question. Do you think they can be? Are their highs? Possibly better than Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. Do you think Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson are untouchable as a duo? What's your guys' opinion? Of what they could be next year? So pretty fucking I, good, I'd imagine. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 it, and, and it's it's hard to have these conversations without like sounding like you're disrespecting somebody, right? Sure. But like, with no disrespect to Chris Olave, I don't think they're listening. Yeah, that's that's fair. But like, I mean, they're first. They're like top fifteen receivers for a reason. Um, but like, I think the way that JSN was able to come in, and like he was the best receiver on the roster last year, right? So like, they weren't even the best receivers on the roster last year in their third years. So like, hypothetically, you think that Emika and Marvin Harrison, like they haven't hit their ceiling yet. So I I have no problem like believing that they could be better than Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave like that. I, I'm I'm fine with that. Like I, I don't know if I'd go ahead and predict it yet, but like I'm I'm fine with the logic of it or fine with the idea of it. I mean, you're looking at like two top ten picks potentially. Yeah. Maybe I mean that might be that might be stretching it, but I mean at least two first rounders. Right. I guess, man, it's so hard to pick. I, I it's impossible to pick between them, right? They're just too fucking good, all of them. But uh, I don't know. Um, I think I'd like. Garrett Wilson individually with any other player out of the group. Yeah. So well, I think elite. I think Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave complemented each other so well because Olave was definitely that burner, take the top off the defense yeah. sort of guy, and Garrett Wilson was definitely that possession, I will kill you underneath sort of guy. And with them together, like they had the entire field covered, and so I think like they complemented each other so well. And I I think like to their detriment almost. Emeka and Marvin Harrison Jr. are both like too well-rounded in a way. Like, yeah, there's not as clear like I do this, you do that kind of just, right. you know dichotomy between them. Yeah, I guess you'd say Emeka gets more underneath routes. That's probably mm-hmm. happening while JSN's out. Like when right. JSN's back for other routes that are probably change. Um, yeah, that's it. And I guess the other thing too that could be a factor here is not to be negative Nancy on it, but like. What if the next quarterback's not as good as CJ and Justin were? Just yeah. likely, right? Like as 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 whoever the next guy maybe there was a five star, it's it's probably not going to be three top five picks in a row. You know, I guess Justin went what ninth, whatever. It's not going to be three top ten picks in a row. I wouldn't bet money on that. You wouldn't. I would not bet on Justin <laughs> being a top ten pick. No. What about Devin Brown? I might bet on Devin Brown being a top ten. So I, like, it's just it's. It's one of those like I'll believe it. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna withhold judgment until it, it the train goes down. You know, like I I, I could 100% see Devin Brown going in, and I, he's not gonna be CJ Stroud immediately. But I could immediately come in, and I could see him immediately coming in and being, you know, plenty plenty good enough. You know, I, yeah. Ace was Ace was in our our 
forums talking up J.J. McCarthy about how he's going to be the best quarterback in the Big Ten next year by a country mile, and it's not going to be close. I don't know if you guys saw that. It's like, buddy, like uh, whoever Ohio State, Whoever, whoever, shit, whoever Ohio State shits out at quarterback next year, like it, it doesn't matter who it is. Like that's the best quarterback in the Big Ten. Like, at first off, everybody's going to be playing for second, like right off the bat. Also, Drew Aller's better than JJ. Exactly. That's that's my thought too. I, I JJ think sucks. JJ McCarthy's not a good quarterback. His his stats are so fraudulent too. He's his stats are more fraudulent than JT Barrett's were. I'm watching him play live, and this guy cannot push the ball downfield. He aims the fuck out of the ball. That guy has no rhythm. Like. He is, he's Nathan Peterman. He's Nathan Peterman 2.0. That's who he is as a quarterback. Like, he can hang around in the NFL, but he's not a guy. Yeah, I love, DJ even called that a few, a few, or a while ago. Just, he just doesn't pass the eye test here. No. That ball, like, you watch him try to throw the ball more than 10 yards downfield, and I'm not seeing it. It's amazing. So, I, I don't know, I don't know what Michigan fans are talking themselves into. Maybe it's just that it's been so long since they've had a quarterback that, like, they get one that's, like, above average and they're losing their minds. But, um, yeah, he, he's not good. And for, for, all the, for all the Ryan Day slander that people like to talk, like, yeah, passing on him was a good decision. I can see why he watched him a few times and was like, nope, I'm, I'm not doing this. Because yeah. that's absolutely what happened. He saw him throw and was like, ah, nah, I'm moving on. Yeah. I mean, and we've seen how bad Kyle McCord is, too. So if you pick Kyle McCord over him, like, you know he sucks, too. That's like, like I mean, Kyle right. McCord's mid, like, Kyle McCord's the definition of like a mid Big Ten quarterback uh, to me. I see nothing that makes me think. Yeah, he's like a Wisconsin type of quarterback to me. That's what I feel like. Kyle McCord is not like, just, uh, doesn't look close to the standing of the Buckeye quarterbacks we've had lately, which is, I'm not trying to bitch about, too. We got a while to figure it out. We can get a transfer next year. <laughs> I'm not worried, but. We're getting you. We're, Get, let's get Quinn back. We'll give him two yeah. trucks. We'll, get, we'll, give, we'll give him two trucks this time. I mean, could you imagine if we told him, look, like, clearly Texas doesn't love you. They brought an Arch Manning behind you. Like, why would they do that? You know what I mean? What if Ohio State got Arch Manning? Kirk, Kirk Barton has a sweetheart deal for you on, on one of his trucks. You ever seen a podcast before, son? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. Um, no, but uh, the offense, yeah, we're great, man. I, I think, I, like you said, Tennessee is probably the second best offense in the country. Uh, I did see a stat before this week um, that Brian Fremo of the Fremo Indi- uh, Efficiency Index, who does FEI, he's a stat FEI in college football, mm-hmm. yep. like a SP plus corollary. Um, he posted a, a, a you know a graph that had it's amazing, the top, yeah, the top three teams in offensive and defensive FEI statistics, and it was of course Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama, way ahead of the rest of the pack. And then he made up an imaginary fourth team that was the best non-Bama Georgia Ohio State offense and the best non-Bama Georgia Ohio State defense combined as one team. And that imaginary team was still a far gap behind those top three. Teams. Yeah, it wasn't even close. It was it was um, it was USC's offense and Iowa's defense. Yeah. Which like that team sounds gas. Like to be clear, like yes, that, that sounds like a, a really fun team. But it's hilarious that it still wasn't even close. Like it doesn't even. They probably wouldn't be a two touchdown within two touchdowns of either of those teams. So, Man. my favorite is, my favorite yeah. statistics are the ones that uh, reinforce what I previously already thought. <laughs> <laughs> That's what stats are for, right? Right. Yeah. If they don't agree with you, you just ignore them. Like, how many times have I looked up stats for an argument? Like, no, not that one, not that one. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Buddy, I've, I've been doing this for seven years. That's exactly what you do. You scroll through, you're like, oh shit, that's not what I thought. Let's yeah. find another stat that proves me. 
Yeah, hundred percent. I'm like, you know, I'm I'm talking about like, well, look at this field goal percentage of the red zone. It's disgustingly high. Like, how can we allow this to happen? Can you help me? That I didn't care about. Just a proof of point. Yeah, all the time. Um, no, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, all, all I'm hoping for is, hey, when we have to face, when we have to face the fighting Illini in the Big Ten championship game, I just hope we can get over that defense, man. Uh, yeah. I hope the yellow black trophy stays in our hands. That's all I'm worried about. So at this point, I think six games into the season. What have you been happiest to see? Right, we, can, we can start with you, Ryan, and then we'll go to DJ. Yeah, uh, happiest to see is just that we haven't really played any, like, we were just blowing everybody out. Like, that's my answer is we're doing what we're supposed to do. Yeah. That's what makes me happy at this point is just taking care of business, which is kind of sad, I guess. I, I wish I like, had more joy. Uh, <laughs> but really, to me, as long as we're blowing out these teams, like, my, like you, can't only ha- you can only have so much fun and happiness when you're playing, like, Toledo, Rutgers, Michigan State, right. and, like, you know, a bad Wisconsin team. Like, we're taking care of business when every game by multiple scores has never been threatened in any of these games. Um, and, and no serious injuries altering the course of the season. Like, we've had guys out, but no one permanently out. Everyone in the turf should come back. So, to me, except Evan Pryor, I guess, that's the, yeah. your, your third best running back. That's not the biggest concern in the world. Right. Um, yeah, that's, that's making me happy. It's just taking care of fucking business. I think for me, and then we'll get to DJ, I think for me, it's performance in the red zone on offense. I think, like, like, Fucker. Fucker. That was what you were going with? <laughs> You're good. I can do something you, you, you need another one. No, I got, I, got, no I got another one. We all got the yeah. stats. 27 yeah. to 27, right? 25 of them are touchdowns. It's, it's insane. It's insane. And I think, like, that's, that's insane on, on the surface, but, like, given what this team was last year and what the number of times you'd groan when the offense would go out in a third and short or a fourth and short situation or a goal to go situation. Like it just, even when they scored, it felt like they were like working against themselves. You know, like I I can't tell you how many times I'd be watching a game and they, you know, it'd be third and third and five at goal before you knew it, you know? And it's just now I, I feel confident when they're inside the 10 and I think they feel confident too. And more than that, the defense that they're playing does not feel confident because you could, who gets you credit? Could, who gets credit I, for that? I think, I think the biggest difference is the only real difference is Justin Fry, right? That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. The offensive line has just been moving people, right? Like they're right. And I'm still part of me still wants to see us like run the ball against a good team under pressure. Mm-hmm. We did have a couple kind of short yard. We like ran okay. I think we only had three rushing attempts the red zone against Notre Dame. Period. Yeah. So like we didn't get this, a chance to see a ton of it. They're the only good defensive front we faced, except Wisconsin, which we also barely ran against, if I recall correctly. Uh, I just want to see us if we have to run against a good team. What does that look like? That's that's what I'm curious to know. But I, the answer to me right now, I'd assume, would be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and okay should be fine. You know, like if you're also bombing plays from 30 yards out and scoring that way too, like combination of both should be fine. So yep. um, DJ, what you, what are you happy to see? Vegan grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, impressed you. Right. I mean, what, well, I mean, he's got uh, somewhere in the a range, I would say. Sure. I mean, yeah. cornerback cornerbacks, uh, that remains to be seen. There's, there's some issues there, but I mean, the rest of it, Tanner McAllister was a home run. He's exceeded expectations. Uh, Tommy Eichenberg is a completely different player. Moving Harris into defensive tackle, I mean, there's a lot to like, man. And the expectations coming in when he was like, you know, we expect a top 10 defense or whatever, like, 
I was I was that little Mark Cuban GIF, which I guess is cringe now to even say GIF, but uh, you know, I was taking notes. I was taking notes. I was like, all right, well, I mean, yeah, if, okay, <laughs> all right, buddy. Like, with, yeah. and with that bag, you get that much money, and your job is to like figure out Big Ten offenses. I think this is what it should look like. <laughs> like this is what it should look like, especially when. He's got superior athletes pretty much across the board in every matchup so far. I th- I think it's just super funny to like consider that he's doing this with just like the same team as last year. You know, like you can you can say like you know, and maybe it hasn't been perfect, and you can like poke some holes or whatever. But like, given the he he has the exact same team pretty much that he had last year, yeah. and he hasn't even yeah. really recruited for his team or anything at all besides Tanner McAllister. Like to have this improvement in in year one, like that's amazing to me. And the two things that players talk about the most that I've noticed in interviews is his creativity and his ability to communicate. Yeah, since they all know what they're supposed to do every snap, right? Very clear understanding of what your job is. And I feel like I've 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 met so many guys in uh, like life. Like I, I in electrical school, I had this guy's name was Rashid. Like he's a guy that you could talk to for thirty seconds and realize this guy knows everything about the electrical world entirely. But by the end of the three hour class every Tuesday and Thursday, you were thinking about blowing your brains out in the parking lot. <laughs> like, so I think you know I don't know. I mean, it just was Kerry Coombs. Like yeah, he had the hashtags down, I guess, but. Like to me, it, that means something a lot when communication is like the number one thing that's like cited consistently. Like his creativity, we all knew he had creativity, or he probably wouldn't have gotten the interview in the first place. But the communication, I think, is where has separated himself from Coombs and his ability to at least teach what he wants. And I think part of that too, I just credit to him also, is like I know we all talk about how the resources that Ohio State, Alabama have to hire people like on on the off field staff. But he's done a great job of actually bringing his guys with him, right? He took, like, I think several GAs and QCs from Oklahoma State alongside him. He hired Matt Guerreri, who's the former Duke DC, who's looking for a job. Yeah. They got a new coach in, coming as an analyst here, former Broyles finalist, like, just being an analyst for us. It's amazing. In the film room. Yeah. Um, but a lot of guys that he's worked with who know his system, know how to communicate what he's talking about, obviously Tanner McAllister on the field, have come with him to help make it easier for the guys learning the system. And also credit to Tommy Eichenberg, too, who he's talked about as a guy who just picked up the system faster than any player he's ever had. He said Tommy got it quicker than anyone he's been around, um, which is obviously also why Tommy probably looks so fucking dominant on the field right now. And just as he's a comfortable. different player. Yeah. yeah. It's, again, by the way, I know we've talked about it probably 10 times this podcast. I still can't believe what he's doing. Like, I, I just see him play now every week, and he's just knocking guys out. Like, it's crazy how fast he's getting to the football. Who is this guy? Like, like, his speed is night and day different. Let alone just like understanding where to go. He just is moving around different. Uh, he's a guy that's not. He's a guy that doesn't have to think anymore. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and and I think I think that's like part of the thing too is you hear it from a lot of players at a lot of different sports, a lot of different levels and stuff. Like, and I'm sure all of us have played sports in some capacity at some point in our lives. Yeah. It's amazing. I just didn't feel like it. Right, right. But it's amazing. (laughs) It's amazing how much better you are as an athlete when you're playing confidently. You know, like when you're second guessing yourself, you move slower, you react. It it just, it it means everything in the world to be able to play with confidence. And so I think just the fact that he came in and kind of got a fresh start and was able to 
really absorbed this whole new system, got a clean slate with the defensive coordinator. And, you know, you, you hear Knowles talking him up like that. Like, he just looks like a confident guy playing. And I think that has everything in the world. And while we're talking about surprises, I think, like, the flip side of that is a guy like Denzel Burke. Um, I, I think that you can see that working in the complete opposite direction at this point. And this is a guy that last year was, you know, great, you know, great in coverage, great with the ball in the air, um, was really locked down. Uh, he's a guy that I would have pegged is sooner be like a top five pick than a guy that I'm talking about as a problem. Um, yeah. But you can see that it's it to me it's just confidence, you know. Obviously the skill stir he can get worse. Well, I know what you mean about confidence, but like at the same time, like Cam Brown's getting got too, right? Like it's not yeah. it's it's kind of every corner, right? It's not just Denzel. Like it's been varying degrees, but like I didn't, li- I didn't like him changing his number either. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? To me, that's just like it, the sum's in his head, right? Like you're just I don't changed up the number for some reason i don't know uh, but, but i guess Mayan williams saying, yeah, True. i guess what i'm saying is like every single corner is like regressing a little bit this season they've all kind of played work right i yeah. know that's our first time seeing jk johnson but like he's gotten torched a couple times now like obviously i haven't seen jordan hancock jair brown's a true freshman i'm not going to judge him at all uh but like cam brown was fucking slamming his helmet off the bench last like uh on saturday against michigan state he was so angry i don't know if you guys saw you guys watched that yeah I saw. Yeah. yeah yeah uh, so so is is that scheme I, i'm not gonna pretend to know enough to like well, what, what? If you want me to get on my high horse and bitch about it what i would say is that we hired a coach and tim walton <laughs> go for it go for it yeah <laughs> we you talked about it on the premium you'll, you'll get it now yeah uh, look he basically has had a below average passing defense almost every single year as a coach in the NFL, except for one season where he got Jalen Ramsey on that insane uh, Jaguars defense. They had like a million great pass rushers, a million great defensive backs. He had Brown playing with Bowie. I forget that safety they had there was. They were just had a stacked team that when they made the AFC championship. And besides that year, he's had a bunch of shitty defense with bad pass coverage. But uh, Jalen Ramsey gave a nice quote about him saying he was a great teacher or whatever. And then he also happened to be friends with Caleb Downs' dad. Caleb Downs is a five-star safety. if got a recruiting freak. Uh, so we hired him. We didn't get the five-star safety, and the corners suck. So, like, I'd say it's a mistake. I'd say looking right now, it looks like it's a mistake. Like, Jalen Ramsey didn't know what he was talking about. We probably should have hired a coach who actually had good defenses. I was, Jalen Ramsey I was, was a nice man. I was very confused that Perry Iliano was not the cornerbacks coach when he was hired. Absolutely. He just had a guy win the fucking Thorpe Award as a corner and another And the other one was a top yeah, he was a top five pick. Yeah. (laughs) So I I was very confused. Like when I saw that he was hired, I was like, Oh shit, this is a great replacement for Kerry Combs. Me too. And then like that's the best (laughs) possible coach you could have got. To me, if you were gonna ask me any defensive backs coach in the country you can get, I would have said Perry Iliano. And the second guy I wanted was the guy who's an analyst on our staff, Matt Carreri. That's the guy I wanted to get. Like, so, so all I'm here is sent along. Just get <laughs> Matt Carreri next year. Right now. Maybe wait till next year. Do it right now. Maybe maybe his fate was signed, sealed, and delivered as soon as he lost the recruiting battle there. So yeah. it might, I mean, it might be. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, here's the problem, though. He's also got he's got another guy he's got a connection to next year. Five star KJ Bolton is his cousin. So we're going to keep him around for one more year. Probably miss on that guy, too, then, then get rid of him. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe you just you do it soft. <laughs> like next next year Perry Iliano starts coaching the corners it just in, in practice and Yeah. Well they move, the... look look, we all know Parker Fleming's a white devil who needs to be exercised in the program. That's the thing I'm most disappointed about, by the way, special teams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. 
Um, I mean, kicking it off right out of Did bounds. I, off off? I, I was like, here we go. Oh, my God. Um, but look, this, the special teams are still ranked 93rd in the country by SP+. They've been terrible. Uh, if you have a full-time special teams coach, you got to have good special teams. If you're going to yeah. waste the coaching spot on the special teams, yeah. at least get good unit out of it. You don't have to do it. So. That's my thing. I, I am not I – don't, I don't hate Parker Fleming with the disdain that you do. And I also don't think that it's like the worst well, thing in the world he's like to a bad guy. I don't, I don't like want to see him like you know arrested or whatever. <laughs> I think he should have a job. I do. Right. He's, so so my my thing money. is my thing is exactly with what you you said. I I don't even really I know that you'd prefer them to have a, a full time defensive coach instead of of uh, Parker Fleming. I'm fine with a full time special teams coach if you're going to have like an eleventh or a tenth assistant, whatever. Um, I, I'm fine with you employing a special teams coordinator. But if you're going to do that, then the special teams have to be damn good. And yep. they're not. And you, you're, it's dumb things. It's dumb things with a player not knowing that he can't just, like, hop over a wedge or um, a, a, a punt returner not being in the right position for, like, four straight games. Like, right. it's shit like that. And, like, people think that you're like, oh, you're yelling at him for, for you know, a, a player muffing a punt. It's like, no. That was a long time coming. If you saw, you know, every single time he was chasing. I don't know. We we can go on this a, a long tangent, but you never, you know, who never gets made fun of, Jay Harbaugh, because he's good at his job. One hundred percent. Yeah. If you want to be That's a nepotism true. guy, like at least at least be good at your shit. Like once you get the job, be good at it, right? Like. Yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and I guess people that, don't remember too. By the way, before he got to Ohio State. He had one season at Texas State as an assistant. That was his only experience in the FBS. And before that, he was at Capital. He was at Capital. Like the school in, in Columbus people go to when they can't get into Ohio State have to transfer to Ohio State a year later. That's not, that's not the business model runs off of. My buddy, my buddy played at Capital, and he said it was just not to turn it into a Capital football podcast, but he just said it was just rife with steroids. Like, sure. like, he's like, I'm a freshman quarterback who's never going to play. I'm not doing steroids. You're like, you're never going to be a crusader. <laughs> I love probably, that. It was, it was probably Parker Fleming. <laughs> What a fucking bomb, dude. They were just like, they talked about how well he knew the lingo for special teams, dude. That was his like, compliment why they hired him. Ah, uh, that's such like a tech bro thing. Uh, he knew he the said, lingo, bro. Like, he was like so solid in the meetings. He just knew what everything was. He just knew like the lingo for everything. I'm like, yeah, that sounds this. like a decision. Never mind. Just <laughs> <laughs> railing a bunch of Adderall at the SEL library <laughs> six hours before, just have to nail his presentation. Jesus Christ. I can't stand him. He is, he is, ugh. I'll, I'll stop now. I'll get more into it on the program or something. But, uh, but Park- so I, 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 guess, I guess my thing is like, if we're sitting here, we we've talked about this a bunch. Like, our worst fear is that a special teams disaster is what costs this team. But if, I, I think that if we're six weeks into the season, and the thing that we're most disappointed in is special teams at this point, yeah, that's fine. I'll take that. I'll take that. Special teams and SNC are the two complaints I have. Just like soft tissue injuries, special teams just gets me worked up because of the things I've fished about before the season that are now coming true as problems. But overall, we are in a better place than I thought we'd be. I'm very confident in how we look. Uh, I'm very confident in our next few games. Like I, I, like I think we're going to cruise through this the rest of the schedule. I don't think Penn State's competition. I don't think Michigan's competition. I think we're a couple touchdowns at least better than both of those teams. Um, 
I don't think we should play a one-score game the entire season until we get to the playoff. Yeah. If we play a one-score, if we play a one-score game before the playoff, I think something went wrong. Yeah, but it might be good to have a close game. A close game in the long run. I think another game with that experience, which was good. We got a little experience in a close game against Notre Dame, right? Yeah. The second one, I guess. If we have to do it, (laughs) it'd be nice to, I guess, like uh, play tight against Penn State or something. Yeah, and, and then pull away. But I'm I'm really curious to see how uh, this because this will be the ultimate test for me in my mind is Iowa. It sounds it, it's hilarious, but obviously Iowa's offense isn't going to do shit. But their defense is legit, very very good. And so Iowa's defense to me is the test is if this offense can be slowed down. Because if any if any defense is going to slow this offense down, it's going to be Iowa. And so if Ohio State goes and puts up 49 points on Iowa, it's like well shit no team's going to be able to hold, contain this offense, and the only way that you're going to be able to win is outscoring them. So well, Iowa's the really my question, test. though, too, is, like, how healthy is Iowa at the bye week? Because they've had a lot of starters out on defense. They've had like they've been really good despite missing defensive backs in the secondary. I guess I don't know where you have to miss them at. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> like, if they're missing starters secondary, CJ's going to throw on them. You know what I mean? Like, he's, yeah. he's going to catch them. But I agree with you. I agree that, like, it will just look good for the numbers. It'll look good for, like, perception and, and like, you know, uh, all that stuff, but I want to dunk on these motherfuckers. I want to win the next two games by large margins. Like Iowa and Penn State are our only competition until we get to Michigan. Um, I guess I'm curious to see how Maryland schemes up our, our defense because I think Maryland's had a pretty great offensive play calling so far this year. Like they have a pretty cool run design. Um, they've been pretty good at getting guys open in tight windows. Um, I like what Maryland's doing on a scheme and offense, and I I'm curious to see how they try to attack our defense, maybe instruct up what we see out of a out of Alabama, especially because Loxley has a relationship with Nick Saban, too, so you assume uh, he's Nick Saban's going to call Loxley before the playoff and see what he's got for us. Yeah. yeah. So, I guess before we get out of here, this is one hell of a weekend to have a bye week. Um, it's it's, it's going to be fun. It's it's going to be fun to be able to to watch some football that is in Ohio State. Um, we got a couple, a couple of good games. Penn State, Michigan, um, Alabama, Tennessee, obviously, is going to be super fun. Um, and then we got, what's, well, there's some other ones. There's a lot of top 25 other, games. There's four other ranked on ranked games. Oklahoma State, TCU, uh, NC State at Syracuse. We have uh, Mississippi State at Kentucky. Uh, USC. USC. And yep. Clemson also plays at Florida State. Every yeah, that could be fun, too. So, uh, I guess. Seven good the, games, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 biggest, the biggest, obviously, we're going to be watching probably all of them. That's, yes. that's what we do. We inject them into, may as well just get an IV feed of it, but. Um, I think the biggest ones in, in terms of Ohio State that we're just interested in from an Ohio State perspective is that Penn State-Michigan game and then that Alabama-Tennessee game. I think both of those are going to be the ones that were, we got circled. So it, does Penn State stand a chance against Michigan? What, what, what's your take here? I think Penn State's going to win. I'm not impressed with Michigan at all. Wow. Have you watched Penn State? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's James Franklin, but... I don't know. Michigan, I'm not impressed with Michigan at all this year. I think if, they're if, sorry. And they're going to crack, and they're going to crack, and then once they crack once, they're going to crack numerous times. If they, if they lose, here's a prediction. If Michigan loses this weekend, they will lose again before they play Ohio State. Okay. Uh, I guess here's my thing. If Penn State is healthy, they're going to lose. However, if they lose Sean Clifford during this game and get Drew Allard in a quarterback, they have a chance to win. Um, 
But if this team stays healthy, they have no shot. They can't win healthy. They got to get some key injuries to help them out um, on their own team. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a take. <laughs> Michigan, I don't know. Like Blake Corum is a top five running back in America, and I think they're just going to control the game. Like they're just going to try to play it. They're going to try to play this game the way Wisconsin plays games to Big Ten West. It's just we're doing the same thing you're doing. We're just doing it five percent better than you, and over time that mark is going to win out. Um, if, I'm curious to see how their line, their linebackers at Michigan have been pretty rough this season. They've had some injuries there. They haven't looked very good. And Nick Singleton, uh, Penn State's freshman running back, has been really good at getting to the second level for explosive running plays. If he's doing that, that O-line is getting him into the second level and he's getting free, I think that could be really interesting because he can score from anywhere in the field. Um, ultimately, I think I think Penn State covers but loses. It's like a field goal game for Michigan. They went by uh, less. I got it at seven and a half. So if Penn State wins by or lose, Penn State loses by a touchdown, uh, that would work for me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't have a strong take on this game either way. Um, I'm I'm not impressed by either team, and I think I'm equally unimpressed by either team or by both teams. Um, I, I think they're they're both top ten though, so they're going to bolster like one of them. You know what I mean? Like I hope it stays close. They yeah. both stay highly ranked. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. That's 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 what I I could see that, and I could see. Uh, I don't know. Either way, it's going to set up because it's going to be perfect either way because Michigan wins this game. That's kind of like their, they're really their toughest game left in, in the season. And then they'll be, that kind of solidifies that they'll be like a top five, top four, top three, don't, maybe. Don't laugh at me, but that Illinois game is tough. Illinois has a top five defense in America, like by all the yeah. players. And they have, a, 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 in my opinion, the best running back in America. So don't sleep on Illinois. I'm, I'm Illinois pilled. I think they are legitimately good. Like I'm not joking. About they're fun it. to watch. Yeah, I, I, they're fun yeah. to watch. Yeah, they are. They are. I'll, I'll give you that. But I, I think Michigan should still win that game. Um, but it, it would be interesting. I, I'll, I'll give you that. But it my is thing cool. is like really quick. Sorry, I'm sorry to cut you off again, Kevin. But it's yeah, really good, good. Brett Bielema to just keep hiring coordinators that me and Patrick love. I think it's great <laughs> that he's just like he just listens to flipping the field and hires guys we say too. He might. Uh, the, the thing is, he is he is very <laughs> online. From what I understand, like Bielma is like very online, and so it would not shock me one bit if like he's just perusing message boards and like ah, the 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 nerds like this guy. We should go ahead and get him. So <laughs> I, that would that would be like deliciously on brand for him. So yeah, um, shout out to so, Barry Lunny and uh, Ryan Walters, two of the best players <laughs> in America. So, so uh, go ahead, Kevin. I cut you off. I, I just I just mean this game doesn't really matter to me um, because either way, the winner is going to boost Ohio State's resume because. Penn State wins, they're going to go into Columbus, or Ohio State's going to go into Happy Valley, um, you know, facing probably a, a top six team or whatever. Um, and then Michigan wins, they beat Penn State, and that looks like it's going to set up a, a really, obviously, that top four matchup at the end of the season. So um, next one is Alabama-Tennessee. Tell me, tell me why I should think that Alabama is going to win this game. Because I, I just don't see it. Like I, I don't I don't even know if they've released a line for this or anything yet, but like it's uh Bama's favorite by seven and a half last I saw. Yeah. I, I feel like the wrong team's favorite, right? Am, am I crazy for thinking that? Here's, here's the take. <sighs> go, you go ahead, DJ, go ahead first. Oh, I was just gonna say only if like it the right team is favored when you consider that they want fifty fifty on on the bets, right? And so they're gonna entice like the right team is favored because they're gonna just get a bunch of people that are just gonna see that line. And I, I don't know. I, I guess, Alabama I guess, could get cooked. 
you're, right. you're, you're just you're casually out. looking at it and you haven't really like paid attention, like your first yeah. reaction is going to be Alabama's going to beat these boys by a lot more than so. Exactly, exactly. I, I think that's a hundred percent fair. If you're just a casual that like is is you know popping bets in there, like oh Nick Saban, he's going in there. Bama's not the better team in this game. Am, am I right? Like, am, am I wrong in I saying mean, that, Ryan? Here's where I'm at. Tennessee has had some really good moments. But you also remember they struggle with Pitt on the road. They had, they had a banged up Pitt team. They only beat them by a touchdown. They struggled with Florida at home a couple weeks ago. Like Tennessee, Tennessee's highs are very high, right? Like they can put up 50 points on you before you blink your fucking eyes. But Tennessee also like has a pretty inconsistent defense. They don't stop the run very well. And Alabama's running game is rolling right now with, with Jameer Gibbs. If Bryce Young is healthy, he's a top five quarterback in America. So is Leonard Hooker, but it's still a top five quarterback matchup. And I don't know. I mean, Tennessee has the edge at receiver. I think Tennessee has the edge at the O-line. Tennessee probably has the edge at quarterback with a, if Bryce Young's out at 100%. Uh, but Alabama has the better running game. Uh, Alabama has the better defensive front. The secondary is tough to say. I think Alabama's probably better. Um so I don't know, man. Like I, I guess that's the thing: is can Tennessee move against a pretty solid defense? Can Tennessee's defense hold up? If Bryce Young doesn't play, I like Tennessee's odds a lot because they want to turn into a track meet. If Bryce Young's playing, I don't know, man. Last year they got into a track meet and they just flinched. Like Tennessee had a chance to play for the game. They had like a fourth and I don't remember the exact scenario. I think it was like fourth and three at Alabama's like forty-five something like that in the third quarter, down a touchdown. And they just punted, and they didn't go for it there, and they just quit. Right there, that team quit. They didn't want yeah. to play anymore the rest of the game. And the question is, does Josh Heupel go into this game and play scared again, or does he, like, try to go win it? Um, and I don't know. If he's willing to go win it and go chase something, then Tennessee could definitely hang with his boys. But I, I don't know how they're going to respond to the adversity. I, I just think Which my thing like is— a sports writer ass take. Sorry to be a fucking ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's exactly how it sounded. Yeah. No, but I guess my thing is, like, Nothing that I've seen from this Alabama team gives me any indication that they're like a Bama team of old, if that makes sense. Like, it doesn't, like, you, you can bring up all of these, like, well, Bama last year did this. And I just, I just don't think this is the same team as Bama last year. I just don't, you know, like how they played against Texas, how they played against Arkansas, how they played against Texas A&M. Like, this just isn't the same. Like, half their games have been question marks to me. And so, like, I, I agree that hypothetically this is a talented team. Hypothetically, this is a, a team that should be able to dominate this game. But like, I feel like what I've actually seen from Tennessee versus what I've actually seen from Alabama, I just think Tennessee is a better team. And maybe I'm wrong. Like, I, I that, it'd be a very easy thing to be wrong about. Like, oh god, like I, I, I don't know. Alabama could easily come out and win this game by like 30 points, and I'd look like a shithead. But like, I just I haven't seen. What I've expect, what I would expect to see from an Alabama team this year. So yeah, maybe this is the it. game. Maybe maybe this is the game where they shut me up and they like reassert themselves or whatever. But I just I'm not there. Well, I I said this on our pod with Patrick. Uh, I just if you're trying to drop the most Tennessee loss possible, which means the most painful loss for a team to possibly take to embarrass their fans. A lot of people, myself included, were thinking, oh, they lose to LSU this weekend, kind of blow up before they have the big hype game against Bama. Now folks say, oh, that just means they'll lose to home at Bama in the most painful way possible. No, no, you got to go one level deeper. Yeah. They're going to beat Alabama. Yeah. They're going to win. And then lose to Kentucky. Martin. They're going to lose to Kentucky at home before a top two matchup against Georgia. Yeah. Ruin their season and make sure they have yep. no chance of making the SEC championship. And then they're going to lose to Georgia and it's going to, yeah. They're going to drop and out gonna completely. Fall apart. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's 100% it. 
if you follow the narrative, they have to beat Alabama. Yeah. I was literally just thinking that. Like, if they beat Alabama, <laughs> when's, when's their loss coming? And, and I saw UT Martin, and then I saw Kentucky, and I said, oh, shit. <laughs> so, so you're calling it here. If, if, you, if, you're trying, if you're trying to pay your rent for um, the, the rest of the year, what you should do is you should take this month's rent money and parlay it on Tennessee Moneyline this week <laughs> and then just, just leave that open. And then next, in two weeks, when, when Kentucky comes to town or when they head to Kentucky, um, parlay Kentucky Moneyline. And that'll, that'll pay your rent for the rest of the year. Yeah, you'll be good to go. Uh, so, and honestly, you should cash out your pension, your 401k. Uh, don't leave anything back. You want to. This is financial now. advice. Now, this is now, financial now. advice. Yeah. Bye, bye, bye. Yeah. And once again, DJ does have a payday lending service as part of his work with the Rooster. You can reach out to DJ about his payday lending uh, options if you need yeah. to. Uh, he true. can get you more cash now. Speaking of advertising, say. speaking of advertising, we forgot this shit again. Oh, um, God damn. <laughs> I, I don't think... <laughs> well, I was wearing a home field apparel shirt on the stream yesterday for the... For, uh, I put mine on for the second half. That's right. Yeah, you you copied me. You put the same one on. That's uh, true. <laughs> I also put on my Urban Meyer sunglasses. That's besides the point. Um, yeah, so look, home field apparel, we <laughs> we are We are on, on live record as proven for wearing home field apparel. It's not a joke. You've seen it in live action. You've seen what it means to the Buckeyes, whatever the, the high street freak folks are wearing, are wearing home field apparel. See the boost it gave the team. Uh, you know, DJ put it on. We pulled it away, of course, on our victory. Um, it's the most comfortable sports gear I own. Uh, it's soft. It's delightful. It's cool vintage designs. Um, you should buy it and wear it, and, and people will think you're cool. <laughs> and you get 15% off your first order with the code uh, meet at midfield. M e e t a t m i d f i e l d. Meet at midfield, um, and tell them we sent you. <laughs> yeah, and, and also, I think, subs- don't forget to subscribe to uh, uh, meetatmidfield.com to our website, which is that is our website. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not just a freestanding podcast. It's a, uh, but that, that that gets that gets me to somebody something else. I I have been, um, I, I didn't really consider this, but somebody has informed me. That it is not always clear where people can find our premium episodes of this podcast. So we have a, a, a kind of we're going on a, on a Monday Thursday release schedule. Thursdays are our premium podcast. So if you for some reason like what you heard in the past hour and you think that I need more of that, go to meetatmidfield.com and you can subscribe to our website. And by subscribing, you will get a private RSS feed um, sent to your email address where you can get all of our premium episodes. So, yeah, if you're into that sort of thing, if you're one of those freaks that uh, needs to hear our voice twice a week instead of once, um, you know, go, go ahead and head to meetatmidfield.com. And in addition to all of our neurotic sports postings in our forum, you can get our premium podcast feed. So that's where you get it. There's no special button on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this. You have to go to our website, meetatmidfield.com. And we will have a premium episode this Thursday. That's right. That's right. And uh, yeah, we send you an email, you a link. Uh, as soon as you uh, as soon as you sign up, you get a link in your email inbox. You just add that to any podcatcher you use, and you can listen to podcasts right then and there. It comes directly to whatever whatever you already use. And the other one doesn't work with a Spotify. So if you're a Spotify freak, uh, tell Bill Simmons, uh, you know, sorry, uh, but <laughs> call up Joe Rogan see if he can get it fixed. Uh, but besides that, you know, listen to any other podcatcher. 
Um, and yeah, I mean, come read our posts, come argue with us, come tell us we're idiots, come tell us why you love McMurati and you want to give him a big kiss in the forehead, um, or, or just come talk about how great the Bucks are and come watch us win a national championship together. Yeah. Outside of that, I, I think we're good this week. We will. Um, we'll, we're not going to have a game to recap next week, so I think we're yeah, only think going we're premium next little, week. Uh, take a look around the country is what our game is yeah. next week. Yeah, so we're, we we got premium coming this week. Um, next week we'll take a look at, look around the country, and uh, yeah, that's that. Enjoy enjoy your off week, your open week, um, and watch watch some college football that is in Ohio State. Oh yeah, um, D, DJ, you want to sign us off? Go Bucks! Michigan sucks, and help is on the way. <laughs>